Welcome to the Everyday is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Everyday is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Complaining complaining oh can we talk about i'd like to complain on this podcast about that topic right there hey everyone welcome back to the number one motivational podcast on planet earth sam crowley here hey um complaining man Ooh, boy i heard of i heard a uh a phrase the other day i i honestly don't know who said this but oh wait i do know who said i do holly furtick steve furtick's wife uh from elevation church gave a sermon last weekend and she said never complain to someone who is powerless to change it i was like ooh. and the sermon was all about watch our words you know basically just shut up and listen you know and i think i personally have a lot of work to do in that area as well sometimes my wife and i will get into trying to talk over each oh i got something i gotta say and have you ever found yourself in a situation where Rather than listening to the other person, you're looking at them, but you just cannot wait to speak. Like you are so focused on what you're going to say, and you're not even close to thinking or even processing what they're saying. And man, have I been guilty of that. Still guilty of it. Still working on it. I'm a work in progress. But I never want to be that person who complains because, man, that really is a powerful saying, isn't it? Think about that. Never complain to somebody who's powerless to fix it. And that would be anybody in my life. I mean, you know, even if I knew someone could help me in my situation, I wouldn't complain to them about it, you know? So, yeah, man, that was wild. So let me talk about that because I think this this episode is going to bless you. I know it did to me when I thought about that phrase. I just kind of meditated on that and thought about that. Like, yeah, yeah, no. Every now and again, I'll go out with the boys or a buddy of mine and uh, we'll talk politics and complain about this and complain about that. That's different. That's over a beer. Nobody else is listening. It's just me and him. And it's just banter. You know what I mean? Like there's certain just banter, whether you're talking about sports or politics or religion or whatever it is. You're just having a beer and just complaining about, you believe the Bengals? Oh my God, they're terrible. How did they draft that guy? Ah, you know? And you complain about politics and stuff. But I would never complain to try to better my situation. Would you do that? Would you complain to somebody in order to try to improve your situation? I wouldn't. Like Even if I wanted a promotion at work, if I was in a job, I wouldn't go complain to my boss. I would offer a solution on how I could add more value to the company or the organization. And as an entrepreneur, I wouldn't complain about, boy, I remember back when I first got my online merchant account. This was way before Stripe or anything like that. And they would hold back 10% of everything I earned, and then they would give it to me like six months later. It's called a holdback. I don't know. It's called a holdback, something like that. They would just put your money, their money on hold. Now, that's gross. That's not net. So if I sold a $10,000 coaching program, I would after I'd get hit with, at that time, probably 5% merchant fee. So I was out... 500 bucks in merchant fees and $1,000 in hold. So I'd net 
what, 8,500 bucks, you know? And it's like, hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. But when I went and I wanted to provide, I wanted that 10%. I wanted that money. I wanted that hold lifted. So rather than say, hey, I can't believe you're holding back $1,000 for every 10 grand I sell. I said, hey, let me ask you a question. I got somebody on the phone who was not powerless to make a change in the situation. So that, number one, I found someone who was powerful to make the change. And I was like, hey, man. What do I need to do to get that hold lifted? What? How can I improve my business? It, and, he, and, he, and he told me. He was flat. I said, well, low chargebacks. Chargeback means somebody buys something and then, you know, they don't even try to get a refund. They just go to their credit card company and say, I didn't authorize it. And then you get charged back. And it's just chargeback is a big old blemish on your record as an, as an entrepreneur. Okay. So that I go, okay, well, I can definitely, I can control that. Okay. And then he said, make sure your checkout pages, send them over to us in advance. We can take a look at them, make sure that, you know, you're not forcing somebody into a continuity program or something. Oh, okay. Very helpful. It went from being, you know, it, it could have been very confrontational had I called up and said, I can't believe it. I want my money. That's my money. <laughs> Another time I can remember is when I got a $40,000 hospital bill for two days. My wife, when her water broke at 23 weeks, when she delivered our daughter Susan back in 2014, uh, was taken by ambulance from Bethesda Hospital here in Cincinnati, downtown to UC Medical Center, because they were a uh, one of the three top NICU hospitals in the area. So UC brought Angela in. And then about like two months later, I get a bill, or a month later, for $40,000. I'm like, huh, geez, that seems like a lot. For, geez, I'm like, man, for two months, that's a lot. Two nights? What? Two nights? $40,000? I was like, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I mean, you can imagine, we are so deep into, our daughter's barely alive, and every day was just a just a, an incredible amount of faith to try, just to make it. We just wanted to make it through the day, you know? And so, on top of all of that, you know, raising the other three kids, so I said, okay, I got to mentally devote two hours to being on the telephone to try and figure this thing out because homie don't got 40 grand and this is this in my insurance like i had insurance but it wasn't categorized the right way those of you that know you know right so i started and i called the main number at uc medical center university of cincinnati medical center and got you know the operator yeah can i take the billing got billing first lady on the line i said you know i am going to kill them with kindness i am just i'm not going to complain I'm going to take the opposite. So ladies, yeah, can I help you? Okay, my name's Sam Crowley, daughter Susan. I explained the whole situation. I got this bill here for $40,000 for two nights. I don't even, this can't be right. She goes, well, yeah, well, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, let me look. Okay. Uh. And I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version because it took 15 minutes just to get somebody on the phone. So she went through it all. She goes, no, actually, unfortunately, Mr. Crowley, this is uh, this is the bill. Yeah, she was... Uh, Brought in and da 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 and da 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 da. I go, yeah, but it was an emergency. Well, it's not technically, it wasn't coded as an emergency because of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, geez, I go, and I didn't complain. I think I go, boy, <laughs> that's something. I mean, my wife's water breaks at 23 weeks. The doctor at Bethesda North Hospital says we have got to get to a level three NICU, which is your hospital. And she was taken by ambulance through, wait for it, the emergency room. Isn't that something? 
I said, I didn't say wait for because that would have been snarky. But I said, she was brought in the emergency room. Like, she entered through the emergency room. How's that not an emergency? She goes, well, I go, hey, can I ask a quick favor? Can I speak to you, sir, your, your supervisor? You have been so helpful. Thank you. Can I speak to your supervisor? Oh, sure, Mr. Crowley. Hold. Another lady gets on the line. Same thing. Just put the put the guard up. I said, oh, my gosh. Okay. This has been so enlightening. I've learned so much from you and the other lady. Hey, can I speak to your supervisor? Yeah, sure. Put me on hold. So I finally, I got a gentleman on the line who ran the billing, I guess. I don't know. Johnny Billing. And he's like, okay, let me take a look. Okay. Well, if I, if I code it this way, it's 800 bucks. I go, $800 sounds good. Certainly. It doesn't sound as good as 500, <laughs> but I'll take it. And he's like, great. Can you pay now? I said, I have got a credit card burning a hole in my pocket, champion. Let me get it for you. Read the numbers to him, cashed me out, 800 clams over the phone. Still think I paid too much. And that was it. $40,000 down to $800 because I didn't complain. Now, that conversation could have gone a lot differently at every level of those sweet ladies I spoke to. If at any point I would have just came out of the gates complaining. You know, it's easy to complain. You know, it's easy to complain when it's raining outside when farmers would die to have rain for a drought. It's easy to complain when it's cold outside. It's easy to complain when your kids aren't listening and they're not, they're being disrespectful to you. It's easy to complain about all of that stuff, but it doesn't ever get you anywhere. I have found through my own journey of complaining that my best days have been the days that I show gratitude in some form or another. Now, I'm not perfect, okay? I'm not perfect. I might drop the occasional swear word every now and again. But I have especially lately, and by lately, I mean the past six months, probably since the whole COVID thing started, um, I have tried to lead each day with a sense of gratitude that I am happy and I'm grateful. Because here's the thing about money. We all want money, right? No, we don't. Money, I mean, well, I forget that saying, but nobody could uh, make ink and paper as worthless as the government has. I mean, money is going to not ever solve your problems. You know, the value that you create and the purpose that you get from that, now that's going to solve your problem because we all strive. We all we all yearn for purpose in our life. We all want significance, meaning we want our life to stand for something. I mean, you don't want to come and go on this earth and have the most money and not be able to take it with you and just say, hey, that was it, guys. Peace out, Girl Scout. This was a really great life. Died with the most money. You don't want that. You want to have the greatest impact that you can have through significance. And by the way, you can do that making 30 grand. You can do that making 50 grand a year. Doesn't matter. I mean, I would argue that the more abundance that you have that you can create, the more impact you can have in the world. Because look, the old saying, money exposes more of who you are. So if you're a good a good person and you get money, you're going to be able to make a great difference out there. But if you're a jerk, you get money, you're a rich jerk. It's, about, it's really that simple. It's not any more difficult than that. But I'm not a fan of relying on the government. I'm not a fan of relying on other individuals. I mean, I certainly have needed at many times in my life a lift up, but I never took a handout for a long period of time. I borrowed money from family. I borrowed money from friends, but I've never looked for a long-term handout because it made me feel so skeezy. That's my word, skeezy. It's just, I felt dirty. I just, I felt, it, it devalued me. It took my purpose from me. It took my my pride, you know, and even my mom, I remember my mom was raising eight of us by herself in Bradford, PA, and she was on food stamps and we we're on welfare and all that stuff. My mom didn't want to be on welfare. My mom didn't go looking, you know, for to be on food stamps. She went and always had a job. She always had a job until she broke her hip when I was in eighth grade. She got laid up and then laid off from her job 
But she went back to work, found a different job working as a nurse. My mom was a nurse. She worked at the Bradford Nursing Pavilion when I was in high school. She worked the 11 to 7 shift, 11 at night, 7 in the morning. Then she worked from 3 to 11. And that was pretty much it. She settled in at that 3 to 11 shift. So when I would come home from school, sometimes she would have dinner on the stove. Sometimes she wouldn't. Wasn't a big deal. Not like I'm, you know, needing counseling over not having dinner when I got back from basketball practice or anything like that. Just didn't happen. I wasn't looking for it. I'd throw a big old bag of fries from Top Supermarket, shoestring fries on a little uh, cookie sheet, put it at 450. A lot of things, you know, I did my own laundry, cooked my own food. I, I, I just don't, I just don't want a handout, you know, and I don't want to complain. I know what it's like to complain. I know what it's like to be around people that complain. Don't be that person because if you're wondering why you don't have a lot of amazing things happening in your life, it's about why and how you're looking at stuff. You can't control what happens. You can control how you react. You can definitely control that. If you're wondering why maybe your friends don't check in as much, maybe they don't want to be why maybe they don't want you whining on them. You can lean on them, just don't whine on them. You know what I mean? Like we all need a friend, we all need somebody to call, we all need someone to talk to. I get that. But boy, you got to be giving that stuff to people as well. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be complaining. So if you don't like like your job, change it. You don't like the business you're in, change it. You don't like your bank account, change it. It really is that simple. I wish it was more complicated, but it's not. It really isn't that complicated. Change it. Start with the decision. Take focused action. You'll get there. Promise. I promise you. Just don't complain. Nobody wants to be around that type of person. And that's not to say if you're going through a very difficult season of your life that you're not allowed to vent. That's not my point. I don't want to go into it any more than that because you already know what I'm talking about. However, when you want to launch a movement and you want to get that message out there, always start with being grateful for what you have been giving because there, there are people all around the world that are praying for the problems that you have right now. Let's get it. Let's get after it. Let's have a day today, all right? Have the best day ever! And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.